Welcome to another episode of the Drinks and Banter podcast. I am your host, Lorraine Comfort, and it's such a beautiful morning. It's chilly, but it's beautiful. I woke up at around 5.30 today and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I did a bit of meditation, a bit of introspection, and... I just, I was just emanating love. I was in such an emotional, loving energy. And I just thought, I'm just going to record an episode and just go with it. Whatever comes from my heart, how I'm feeling right now, let me put it out there. I was thinking about how easy it was to fall in love back when I was in high school I've been single for two years now and it's not because there's a shortage of men out there to date it's just complicated it feels like it's a lot of work the first time I fell in love with someone it was so easy And it was pure love. It was love in its purest form. And I don't think we have a lot of those nowadays. I remember the first time I fell in love. Well, it was, it was something. So, this person was my second boyfriend, right? So let me tell you how I met him. So now, I think I first got into a relationship when I was in form three. And I got into it by mistake. Um, back then, we used to have Safaricom Unlimited texts. For 10 shillings, you get a limited text for 24 hours. And so, you know, I would text some people all day, all night. And there's this one guy I met when I first moved to this side. Um, he was the first friend I ever made, right? And we were friends for a while. And he was showing me around and he helped me get to know other people. And back in the day, hanging out at movie shops was a cool thing. So, you know, if I wanted movies, he would take me to different movie shops around. And he was just really nice to me, basically, right? So one night when you know we're just texting he poured out his feelings and asked me to be his girlfriend and I said yes so in the morning I wake up um I'm looking at the text I'm like whoa what is this what did I do having conversations with people 
from around midnight is very very dangerous because I, I don't know what what normally happens like the conversations I would have with people at around that time and the conversations I'd have with people during the day are a lot different it's like all my inhibitors are gone and I can talk to somebody about anything but then during the day it's like I, I, I overthink about things and I analyze things and I, I, I would just give you a completely different answer so I was like I, I don't even know how this happened you know because now it's during the day and I'm really thinking about it and I'm like no 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 I do not want this person this this person cannot be my boyfriend Fortunately, we were going back to school. You know, this happened like over the midterm break, I could say. So we went back to school. Then the next time we talked, obviously, was now during the long holidays. And I really wasn't interested in him at all. I really just, I wasn't. And he felt it. He could feel my disinterest. I'm really not good at pretending. It's just a lot of work. So he figured it out as well. And I think you remember, I remember him telling me a story about, you know, a man and a wife. And one time this man had to travel a long distance journey and it took him so long by the time he got back the wife had already moved on I was like what? but in his own way I I feel like he was trying to tell me that he knows that I am just not there with him and then um, one time he came to visit but I couldn't bring him home home so we used to meet um, I like movie shops at the shopping center over here. So he came with his friend. And his friend was hot. And he was taller than him. And he, he was light skin. And he just he just looked really nice. And he had a nice deep voice and he had a nice smile. And I was like, ah. This, this nigga, this nigga is... Mm. I started feeling things inside me. I'm like, I've never felt like this before. But I like it. I really do. So, guy number one is, is talking to me and saying a bunch of things, but I'm not even listening. I was just really focused on this other nigga. So it was time to go. I was like, okay, so I, I need to go back home. I felt like I, I just couldn't stand there anymore. It was, it was too much. The hotness, it was too much. I couldn't handle it. I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. I've left. So when uh, I was, you know, on my way back home, No, before that, when now I wanted to leave, guy number one was like, um, would you give me a kiss? I was like, no, no, no way. I'm not going to do that. 
why would I do that? In my okay, in my head, obviously, I'm just saying there's no way I'm going to kiss you. Absolutely not. But I just told him I can't do that. We're out in public and stuff like that. And so I left. And so when I was on my way, um, he called me. But then he wasn't the one who picked up. Oh, he wasn't the one who was calling me. It was his friend. But now using his phone. So I pick up and it's his friend talking. And he has this really nice voice. And he's telling me, you can't leave my man like that. He came all the way to see you. And he really is in love with you. Just, just give him a kiss. All he wants is a kiss. So... I went back and we met like halfway and it was behind this lorry. Like there was a lorry right there where we both met. And so his friend was on the other side of the lorry and we were on this other side of the lorry and we kissed. That was my first kiss and it was the worst kiss I've ever had. It's like, do you know how disgusting it is to kissing somebody? Your whole lip is wet, and it's not just like your lip; it's even around your lip. It's like this person was trying to eat your whole mouth. It's like, this is disgusting. The kind of kiss that you have to wipe your your lips after. It was. It was bad. It was really bad. On my way back home, I had to buy gum. I got home, I brushed my teeth. I washed my mouth so much. Like, I'm never doing this shit again, ever. It was it was bad. It was a sloppy kiss. Oh, but I only did it because this other nigga with a nice voice said that I should do that for his friend. If he didn't tell me to, I don't think I would have. In fact, I wouldn't have done it. So, I should also mention that inside the packed lorry, the driver was actually inside chilling. So, he could just see us from his side mirror. And I only noticed him after we had kissed. You know, like I saw his face on the side mirror and I'm like, oh shit, this nigga has seen everything. But you know what? I don't give a shit about that because I need to run home and wash my mouth. So I went back home and I don't think I talked to this nigga much. Like, I don't remember talking to him that much after that. But then a few days later, his friend texts me. He introduces himself as G. Okay, his name starts with a G, so let's just call him G. And... We catch up, we catch up, and then he he tells me that he wants me to help him look for a girl. And so I'm like, all right then, so what type of girl do you want? And he he described me. He was like, I want someone who has a nice smile like you. I want somebody who does this and like you. And stuff like this. I'm like, okay, um... 
I'm going to see what I can do, you know, like when I go back to school, I talk to people in my class or just my school generally and see what I can get, right? And then I don't know how the conversation went, but I remember him saying, mine is not like, mine is love. I'm like, what are you saying? And then he was like, I'm in love with you. I mean, now I know that when a man tells you, I want you to help me find a woman, they're basically talking about you. At that time, I didn't know. So when he said that, I choked. I was drinking soda or juice at the time, and I remember choking. I was like, oh my God. He feels the same way like I do, because I... I was just, I couldn't stop thinking about this guy. I I just couldn't. And I never felt like this for somebody. And it was such a nice feeling. So when I found out that he felt the same way, I was over the moon. So we started meeting. Minus guy number one. And... We, we we made it official. We decided that we wanted each other. And so we were going to have each other. So the plan was that the both of us go talk to guy number one. And tell him, so this is the situation now. We are the ones who are together. We're in a relationship now. And you have to be okay with it. At the time, um, when we had long holidays... My parents would take me for tuition. Like, not tuition, the one for my school. But, like, if there's a certain... You know, people would use, like, a random school around the estate and hire different teachers from different subjects. And then now people from different schools, like, if you're all in the same estate, maybe, now you all go to that one place for tuition. So that was the situation at the time. So I was in class and G texts me and he's like, we're going to do this today after you are done with tuition. You come over to this time. We meet at our normal movie shop and we, we talk to him about this. So I was just there in class thinking, all right, so it's going to happen. It's happening today. We're doing this. We're making it official. I was excited. But by the time I got home, turns out that he, he just went ahead and told him. It's like, so I am the one dating your woman now. So when I was getting to the movie shop, things were already awkward. And guy number one was just like, I'm so happy for you guys. If you love each other, I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm still going to be your friends. I'm still going to be there for you. Like, he was just... Like, you obviously you could see that he was sad, but he just went ahead and supported the relationship anyway. But years later, when I thought about this, I was like, that was just cool. I mean, it was good that we're honest before we went too far, but... At the same time, damn. I I don't know what I'd do if my friend, my female friend, came and told me that 
she is dating my boyfriend now. They like love each other and they've decided to be with each other. And you know, I'm out of the picture. I, I don't know how I'd feel. I, I don't know. It would Oh it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Um Anyway, so now that we would, we could openly be with each other, everything just felt beautiful. It was just really nice, honestly. And through him, I got to know other people as well who are still in my life, but he isn't. It's, It's just... It's just the way things should be, I feel like. Being friends with your exes just feels... No. Like, it's not like I I hate you or I'm not going to talk to you, but we we just can't be friends like that. I'm happy to know that you're alive, that you're thriving, that you're okay, but... Yeah, from over there. There's no beef, there's no hatred, but I don't see how a friendship could... Some people are friends with their exes, and that's okay. I don't know if I'd be okay if my man would be friends, but okay. I'll discuss that with the person I eventually end up with. Anyway, so... I remember one time... um, Okay, when we would meet up, we would meet up somewhere outside because we couldn't meet up in our parents' houses. No. I could go over to his place because, you know, he had, like, from the main house, he was, I think, sleeping in the servant quarters, I guess. So I could go see him. But when he came over to our side, um, we would just hang around the place, just take nice, long walks. And just be in each other's arms and it was so nice you know like at that time I didn't give a shit that he had money or he didn't I didn't care where he came from because like I'm Lua right and in Kenya Luas and Kikuyus really don't mix especially from like the older generations they just they just don't mix it's 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 toxic it's really toxic honestly i'm happy that it's not so much in my generation the generations under me but like above me going back it's really toxic so The fact that my first love was someone from his tribe, he was Kikuyu and Amluo, it was just, it was bad. It was really bad. If if I ever told my parents that I wanted to marry someone from that tribe, it would be a hard pill to swallow. It would be a hard pill to swallow. Maybe they would eventually come around, but oof, it would be something else. So we would walk around, sometimes we'd just stand somewhere 
why we never thought of going to a place and sitting down and eating. Now that I think about it, we were just always walking around. And this place is really huge. It's like back in the day, um, you know, where we live, you have to buy your own piece of land and now build your house. So there were not so many houses when you moved here at first. So we really weren't walking like on the main roads because there's like a lot of space in between houses because it's not a full estate. It's just one piece of land with like houses, different places. So we're just walking in between houses. And sometimes it's, you know, stand somewhere, find somewhere isolated. And then we'd, we'd kiss. And it was just pure kissing it was uh, everything about it was pure the fact that I don't know it, it didn't matter that it was just out and literally anyone could just pass by and see us he didn't care I mean I was scared obviously but he didn't care and that kind of gave me the courage to also not give a shit so it was hot at the time when I think about it one time there was a man who found us like an old man he was huge and had like a lot of white hair and I think he was in a brown suit and he walked right past us you know we were in each other's arms and like I wanted to let go and move but G just held on to me he's like he's not gonna do anything but he looked at us so badly, like he was about to say something. But he didn't. He just walked away. I'm like, oh, this man. It's like, we should stop holding each other like this. It's wrong. Look at this man looking at us like this. And like, I leave him alone. He's probably just jealous that he was young once and he used to do things like this and he can't do that anymore. You know, I know I, it was a joke and it kind of just put me out of you know me being so scared about what this old man is going to say that's my fondest memory of that relationship I mean there are others but that one just suddenly not being so fearful because I'm in the company of someone I love so much you know all that fear just went just goes away and it was it was beautiful it was really beautiful like i saw him and we fell in love and and that was it nothing else mattered and you look at relationships now it's it's like you you have to have this you have to have that you have to come from i don't know where you have to do it's like how are you supposed to fall in love with someone you know what makes you fall in love with someone now back then i i just saw somebody i felt instantly connected with you and i want you you're my boyfriend now you have to have an ass you have to maybe be of this skin color you have to have money you have to so many terms and conditions to being with somebody 
we forget that we're all just humans going through the same human experiences. And having long hair or not, having an ass or not, having money or not, really doesn't make up the person. That's just like a perk. This is why it's so important for me to connect with somebody who I can have conversations of depth. You know, like, yes, you have money. That's okay. Um, you are probably of a certain height or a certain color. That's it's not um it's it's not like a priority for me. I want to sit down and have conversations with you that are enlightening. You know, because we can't be smashing all the time. We can't be cuddling and then watch Netflix all the time. Sometimes I just want to be in your presence and just feel like without you physically touching me. We're just in each other's presence in a room and we're just talking. How am I feeling at that time in that moment? You know, nowadays I feel, especially with porn, I I kind of feel like it has altered the way we look at each other. You get to a point where I feel like if you watch too much porn, you would get to a point where anytime you just see any naked body, you are instantly aroused. Actually, it doesn't even have to be a naked body. It's maybe a small cleavage or just showing off some legs and and you're instantly aroused just it's like what is going on you know like there's so much more going on in that person's life but you just all of that just goes down the drain and you're only interested in their physical self I remember one time a a male friend of mine telling me that for guys, face doesn't really matter. As long as from the neck down, you are looking good, you are bangable, that's all they care about. I'm like, wow. People don't even look at your face anymore. It's like, you have a nice ass. I like how it's going. Like the thought of it bouncing against me as I am just thrusting myself inside you. That's all I give a shit about. It's crazy. You know, even just from the compliments I get, I I, I, I would know how or like what you're thinking, whether if, if you post a picture and the first thing is you have a nice ass. Ah, I just know in that moment as you're looking at that picture, it's another whole story. But if you just get a compliment like, you look so beautiful in that dress, then I would like to hear some more. Like, tell me more, you know? Like, yeah? Like, let's keep having a conversation. Because once somebody tells you, I like your ass, you just know exactly where that conversation is going. And I'm not interested. But... Ah. <sighs>
also feel like marriage is it's hard being in a relationship. Especially if you're from Kenya. I can't speak for other countries. Because I know over here, we drink. We drink like nobody's business. I've had friends from other countries come here and they are just shocked by the culture here. It's it's like one big non-stop party. And I'm like, I don't know how Kenyans would survive in other countries, honestly, because anybody at any time is always ready for a party. Anytime you call anyone, they're down for it. We have work tomorrow, I know, but it's a party today. <laughs> Let's do this. Any day, any time, it's a drinking time. Every time you are hanging out with your friends, there's always a drink involved for some reason. I don't know if we're not so interesting when we're sober. I, I think that's like I think that's where we're headed to. Like if you think about it, when you're just hanging out with your friends, nine times out of ten, you're probably drinking. Just hanging out with your friends, you meet up and you hang out, you probably just eat. And just chill soberly. It's so rare. And this is what happens in a relationship. You meet somebody when you are both really, really high. Probably at an event, at a club somewhere. And every time you hang out, there's a drink involved. And you're in the house chilling. He's probably drinking some wine or some gin. Kenyans like buying gilbins a lot. And Gordons and Gibsons and just a gin country now. Um, if you go out on a date, there's a drink involved. If you decide you want to go out, like now partying and hanging out with other friends, there's a drink involved. So you never really form a connection with this person soberly. Because every time you're hanging out, there's always a drink involved. So it's like you're two people just constantly partying together. Everything is a party. You don't get to a point where you just sit down, the person connect. And that's why we are having songs about Nairobi being one big bedroom. People sharing, you know, you are here thinking that you have your own personal plate. But it turns out your plate is one big platter for you and your friends. And in Nairobi, I feel like we all know each other. I check my Instagram I look at like my friends posts and they have posted other people that I also know and it's not like this is because we're in the same school or anything it's just Nairobi we just all know each other somehow somehow you're going to know or you like if you're looking for somebody I don't think it's going to be so hard to find them I, I really don't think so so it's complicated Guys, look at girls as bangables and girls look at guys like sources of money, you know, a way to level up. And so no one is really trying to connect with somebody. Nowadays, I even feel like just 
having conversations about love you sound like you're a weird person it's like who is looking for love everyone's actually trying to get the bag everyone's just like get the bag get the bag everyone just wants to get the bag I'm like, all right let's get the bag but like also the values that we put on ourselves because of you know social media and society and everything like guys have a hundred percent put a lot of their value on money guys feel like when they have money then they can have any girl they want they can do anything they want to the girl because they have money when I check social media or like I you know look at blogs posting you know people out here who are dating each other for money and and I would say sex as well it just baffles me honestly because that girl is pretty that girl is so pretty and you can definitely tell that she leveled up because sometimes They'll post like a before and after photo and definitely this girl has leveled up and she looks amazing, right? But the guy, the guy has not done jack shit. His before and after photos, there's really nothing different. It's like guys feel like when they have money, that's it. I don't need to work out. I don't need to take care of myself. I don't need proper hygiene. I I just need to have money. As long as I can buy you your wigs, I can get you your hair, take you to Dubai. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to work on my personality. I don't need to work on my trauma. Nothing. I have money. Like, these people look bad. I'm like, how do you do it? How do you sleep with somebody who looks like this? It just baffles me. And I'm like, this is for... To, this is you know to, to get the bag and when I look at this girl I'm like for you to get to where you are at you are smart you know what you're doing obviously you know exactly what you're doing you know why you're doing it and you know how to do it you know how to get what you want so you're a smart person you know it's just that you've taken away your own value your own ability to be able to get what you want you you are redirecting that energy towards now using a man to get what you want so i mean i'm i'm not i'm not sitting here and just you know like being very super judgmental i'm not i am not going to ever shit on somebody who decides to get their bread the way they get it you have your bread that's you all right the way you decide to get it that's okay you know like just it's do you because i i cannot i'm not there in your situation i don't know what led you to this particular decision so get your brand get your bag i'm just talking about the fact that it kind of feels like we're not with each other for love anymore it, I don't know if, you know, we would 
get to a point where we would feel pure love like it was back when we didn't have so much social media technology was not this much when people would just honestly have human experiences with each other and that's what i miss Nowadays you have like dating apps someone just summarizes the good things about themselves put a nice picture with a lot of filters it's it's just something else personally i feel like sometimes also people are like I feel like it's also complicated to be in relationships right now because of past experiences after a major heartbreak you never think the same you never feel things the same you are never open as you are before you are protecting yourself at all costs some decide to just never date again they focus on themselves in building the person they are some decide that they are just going to go on a spree just anything that is bangable bring it on it's just sad really you know we're just hurt people hurting each other and it's hard it's hard accepting first identifying that there's a problem accepting that the problem is there and then trying to work through it not everyone can do that people hide behind alcohol behind too much sex behind being a complete asshole anything anything to just not feel that way ever again i get that and it just makes being with someone that much harder i let us say i dated somebody who was clearly in so much pain from his previous relationship Cause he just kept on saying how everything that he does moving forward is very it's like he's calculating everything. He has to be very careful because he doesn't want to get hurt again. And it complicated things because I started feeling like instead of just getting to know me, he was looking at things about me that could potentially hurt him. And if you do that, you're definitely going to make shit up. You know, I might do something the same as your ex and end up you know, feeling like because we have that one thing in common, I will definitely end up being like your ex and hurt your feelings again. I walked away. I just I just stopped talking to a person cuz I understood he was in so much pain and I could clearly see he was not dealing with it. Because of all these rules and 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 regulation that he had, 
And I was like, he's, he's probably not ready. I can't have this conversation with him. It doesn't look like he's in that headspace. So I'm just going to walk away and hopefully he's going to figure it out. I feel like I would want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't drink so much. Somebody who basically is on a higher frequency. I want to talk about two experiences that I've had with two different people in my life. And this is in 2018. Yeah. 2018, 2019. So, the first experience, first of all, I, I, I would want to say that when you're not hiding behind alcohol, you're not hiding behind social media, you are just living life having a human experience there are amazing things that can happen there's a higher level of consciousness that comes with just being able to unplug so the first time I felt this was now with a person I was last in a relationship with we had like a few things in common and one of them was our love for comic books i love comic i i've always enjoyed reading comic books i think my very first comic book was archie comics no it was tintin those really big comic books i used to read tintin when i was in primary school in high school i read archie comics and from there any comic book that somebody introduces me to i'm very much open to it and i also love animations and animes and some cartoons but not like cartoons nowadays cartoons nowadays are weird but also the kind of cartoons that i would definitely know what should my younger siblings like I'm not gonna get into that that much but if you get to hang out I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about um so we used to talk about this this things we had animations in common you know we were both DC people like between DC and Marvel we were both DC lovers and so one time we're talking about comics and it was it was around 2 3 a.m we're sitting in bed and we were just talking just having random conversations and we ended up talking about comic books and in that moment we decided that we wanted to make our own comic We were both baked, so it was such a mellow mood. The lighting in my room at the time was blue. So it was a very... And it was at night, so it's quiet. It was just really nice. It was just like a proper environment for a conversation. 
And so we started making the comic books. Like, obviously, in our heads, we are just, you know, building the storyline. He would say something and I would add on to it and then he would add on to it. And we just went on and on and on for like an hour or two. And it was a really solid comic book. It was a proper one. And it was, I don't know, I I just enjoyed that moment. The thing is, now, as all of this is happening, the room just started getting more colorful. The more he was talking, the more colorful the room became. And I was just like, am I seeing my own things? What is going on? Because all of a sudden, there was just like this ray of light. Green light, pink light, blue light, orange light, yellow light. Just going around the both of us. Because we were both sitting in bed facing each other talking. So... I would just see the rays of light circling us over and over and over again. And it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger until it was just occupying the whole room. And everything was just colorful. And I'm just like, I'm not high on psychedelics. So there's no way this is a hallucination. This is, this is real. I'm actually seeing colors. And I'm like, is this what aura looks like? Because I've just been hearing people talking about aura. I can see your aura. The aura around you is this color. It means you're like this and like that. I'm like, okay, maybe there's this thing called aura. Like, I've never been able to properly verify. But I'm like, we are so deeply connected right now in this moment. Randomly talking about comics. That energy that is coming from the both of us is manifesting itself in color and I couldn't believe it it was so amazing and I want to say the thing about you know this connection right here I think first of all this person doesn't drink too much right they drink but not that much you know so we were you know, I feel like the high you get from being baked and the high that you get from being drunk are completely different. Um, and he was also the kind of person who wasn't really too much into social media. Like, he had an Instagram account, but he never really posted anything. He would take pictures, but rarely post them. Like, he was just... He was someone who could easily up- unplug, basically. And so, I kind of feel like... That was like the connection that we were having was so raw and it it was beautiful. It was really beautiful in the moment. And I'm like, I can't believe this, you know, the the kind of things that us as human beings can do just by unplugging is amazing. The second instance I have had of a genuine human connection would be with another friend of mine who I just had like at that time we were just friends and I had a very deep connection with him for some reason like every time we would 
sit and talk would always have conversations that are of higher consciousness like they you really have to think about things you really have to put yourself outside the whole situation and look at things from a third person's perspective to have these conversations and so we got so in tune with each other that we could have telepathic conversations i would just just by think we used to live in the same apartments so just by thinking about him he would hear me he would hear me think about him and he would just show up at my door and he's like what's up i'm like what i didn't you know i didn't call you he's like yes you did i'm like no i didn't my phone is right there i haven't texted you i haven't called you i didn't say anything it's like i heard you i heard you call me you know like the first times i thought i thought it was crazy you know i thought there's no way it's just a coincidence but it happened over and over and over again every time i thought about him he would just show up and every time he thought about me i would just feel it and i would just go hang out with him and i'm just like no way there's no way like i got to a point where i would just feel like i would just feel his energy and i would know he is around one time now what made me completely confirm the connection that we had one time i was telling him a story i think from a past relationship and he was it was just really hurtful and i couldn't finish the story i remember exactly what it was but it involved gifts from this person or rather the lack of gifts from the person and how i just felt i don't know it just made me feel some type of way not ever ever being with this person and never ever getting a single gift from them something like that something along those lines so I couldn't finish the story. Like I I was building up to that point, but I never actually finished the story. Right? Like I never actually told him it was like when I was with the person, you know, I felt like this because of the whole gifts thing. I never actually mentioned being bought for anything by the person, right? I just I just decided let's let's just not talk about this. So it happened on that same day we were planning to go out for shopping. We used to go for shopping together and buy you know groceries in bulk so that we could just keep them in the house and now not have to worry about shopping for like a few weeks. So we went bought everything that we wanted to and then right there where we were at a market right and so when we were done buying all the things that we needed there was this woman you see how like sometimes on the side of the road there's always um okay this is a market in Karen right so somewhere uh at the side of the road there was this woman selling like beaded ornaments and like curved out things and african pants So we went he's like let's go check out what this woman is selling. So we went over there he's like okay so what do you want? 
I'm like, what do you mean? What do I was like, pick out something that you want and I'll get it for you. And I picked out one of the pants and he paid for the pants and the pants were expensive for some, like for something that was, was being sold just right there on the road. I really did not expect it to be, you know, really expensive. But then again, it was in Karen. So yeah. And he just paid for it without even flinching. I was like, wait, why did you do this? Why did you just randomly decide to buy me something? And it's like, I know, like you told me. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't finish the whole story. I didn't. It's like, I know. Like, I, 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 I know. It's like he finished. Like what I was meant to say, he said it. And I was like, it's like he could read my mind. I'm like, this is, this is something else. This confirmed it for me that you can actually have telepathic conversations with people. Never felt like this with anybody else, but it's possible. And he was also, he's also somebody who is unplugged. He really doesn't drink that much. He's not into social media as such. And so, you know, he's able to easily just elevate himself consciously and that's how we're able to have that connection with some with him and so i could say for me that is what i would want in my relationship it's not about the person having the money that would just be like a cherry on top his skin color his height you know you know like a lot of the things that people are always looking for in each other those are just like details for me what is important is having somebody who is on the same frequency as I am someone I can have conversations with and we are in a state of flow I feel like I was able to start seeing color because we were in a state of flow. You know, and that's that's how you get to have really successful athletes, really successful musicians, really successful businessmen because you get to a point where whatever you're doing comes so naturally to you. You are so in tune with what you're doing that you are in a state of flow. When you are in a state of flow with whatever it is that you're doing or with whoever you're with, that's when you start seeing things differently. That's when you start. Your success just shoots up so, so high. And so if I'm with somebody and I'm not able to feel like that with a person... then we can't be in a relationship. And I kind of feel like that's why I've been single for two years now. I mean, the first year, it was definitely because of a heartbreak. By the second year, I just kind of felt like I can't seem to find what I'm looking for. Or what, rather, what I would want to have in a relationship. I'm still on this journey called life. I'm still going to get to meet new people. I'm going to get to hang out. 
more with people I already have and just keep connecting and eventually I'll just I'll feel it anyway um I need to go I need to go I need to get dressed and get out there and just make the best out of this day I would just want to say, as you're out there trying to get the bag, just, (laughs) I hope that, you know, somewhere deep inside you, there's still love. After you get your bag, you are able to still have a genuine connection with people you're not just looking at people as a means to an end connect with people hang out with your friends but this time around without drinking just talk get to know your friends on a whole other level get to know something very personal about them I think that's how you start giving a shit about people. Yes, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get betrayed. It shouldn't stop you from being human. You're a human and you feel things. Don't run away from it. Deal with it. And keep feeling and feeling and feeling. Uh. It, it, it will all be worth it when you are feeling what you're feeling with the person the right person it will all be worth it get the bag but don't forget to love is what I'm saying